Do you love special teams? Maybe you hate them at Ohio State. Either way, we're going to talk about it a lot because that's what happened on this open practice right behind us. Snap judgments are brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Bill Landis, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. 15 more minutes of practice to observe, and we saw some backed up punt. We saw some missed field goals. We saw that's pretty much it. How yeah. are we going to talk about There's it? There's also some pooch. Some pooch punt. Some pooch. There That's was right. a, a kick six yeah. practice. They called it the, the Bama. The Bama play. <laughs> yeah. We don't, usually we see like one special teams thing and then like, I don't know, real football stuff. Sometimes this was all special teams intentionally. So like we get it, but I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about? No one was fully dressed. So this is not like a, a I full mean, contact It practice. wasn't a nude practice. I know. I mean, like, no one's in full pads. This isn't a... a it's their Thursday like, kind of walk, like, yeah, later walkthrough. So yeah. we weren't going to get a lot of, of value out of this open window either way. But they did find a way to make sure we got even less value than we expected, which is great. Well... Let's, Kevin Wilson was here. Let's sell it. Let's sell it, boys. Let's get let's people back invested. There were some things to watch. Yeah. Um, so Tommy what, what Eichenberg. Were those things? Yeah, we'll get to him. Okay. <laughs> Tommy Eichenberg again. Varying levels of dress. Not full pads. Not full contact. It certainly appears like Tommy Eichenberg will not be playing, which I do think is unfortunate. You know how badly he wants to. It's not an NFL draft decision. It is a health decision for him. I think we all know what he did to get himself ready to play in the Michigan game. and uh, It's unfortunate, I think, for him that that will be the last outing uh, in an Ohio State uniform because he's given so much of the program. He's been around. We saw him talking to Gene Smith during those periods of practice out there and, and not getting involved with what was going on. But, uh, you know, he, he deserved better, I think, than what he's going to get this week. Here we are. Scene change. <laughs> We're trying to show you guys the beauty of AT&T Stadium. Not, not only was that special teams two periods so important that, you know, we had to be ushered out of two separate doors immediately from this open viewing period on a two days before the Cotton Bowl practice. But we were standing too close to the field for snap judgments. Which you couldn't see. Which was behind us. And you couldn't see it. And we, we couldn't, couldn't see, see it. it. But here we are. And by the way, it's still too bad for Tommy Eichenberg. It is too bad. For Tommy Eichenberg, like not, I mean, if I were him, I don't know that I'd push it, right? I think he he did push it to play in the Michigan game after he hurt, he hurt his elbow the week before. Rutgers. The, oh, the Rutgers game. That's right, the Rutgers game. Um, yeah, they missed it, two weeks. In right, there. it's it sucks for him. Like he's the heart and soul of defense, I think, right, and it has been for two years now. So for him to not be able to finish his Ohio State career on the field um, in a game of some magnitude, right, I, I, is is really disappointing for him. Um, I mean, it's an, it's an interesting opportunity, I suppose, for like Cody Simon and maybe younger linebackers to perhaps get into this game. But I Ooh. think, yeah, you know, it's maybe uh, CJ Hicks um, or even a, like, honestly, Gabe Powers, like whoever. Um, it's just like to- Tommy is like a quintessential Buckeye, I think. And to not to, to watch him have to like kind of stand off to the side as Ohio State's going through its last deal of 2023 is, is a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, it feels very John Simon-esque in a way like John Simon had to sit out the Michigan game in 2012. There was no bowl game. Like, just here you go, end of your career. And, and that's not what anyone wants. But he's out here dressed. He's out here trying to, you know, keep guys motivated. Jim Knowles on Tuesday talked about someone's going to have to step up. And obviously that's Cody Simon to fill in first. But Cody Simon's been playing in place of Steel Chambers all year. So it's a, kind of a new role for him. I mean, he did obviously play the two games where Tommy was not playing at, at, in, at the mic. But... I think it is an opportunity for, for C.J. Hicks and some of these other guys to, to, to fill a void. And this is not just a 
uh, a tryout for Devin Brown for next year. It's a tryout for everyone for next year. So uh, it, it's important that those guys play good reps. And uh, how many they'll get, I guess we'll find out. As we said, talking to Knowles on Tuesday, it didn't seem like he was really interested in having this be a C.J. Hicks game or anything like yeah. that. But um, those guys are going to be on the field. So we saw Travion Henderson out there again. He was participating in every part of the drills that we watched. And Kate Stover, same thing. So it, it does still feel like Ohio State is on track to get most of these guys to play. Marvin was not dressed again. We covered that uh, on Tuesday, looking like the opt-out. But I, again, I, I still am a little bit surprised in a good way for Ohio State uh, from their perspective with how many players they're getting into this game, setting aside the transfer portal departures and all that stuff. Uh, there seems to be a lot of buy-in. So we'll see you know, what that means on Friday night and how full, how close to full strength the team will be. The guy that I was watching, the only thing that really jumped out to me in some of this uh, individual work that Ohio State was doing on Wednesday morning was Jaden Ballard, I think, maybe we don't always talk about him enough. We just skip right ahead to Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis. And they were going, Brian Hartline and Devin Jordan were putting him, putting him through some release drills and like everybody else is just kind of going 10%, 20% and one handed catches. And it didn't seem like there was a lot invested in it. And Jaden like, didn't do something right with his hands. And Brian Hartline just like <laughs> exploded would be too strong of a word, but he was, that was the only instruction that anyone got was yeah. some, you know, angrier words from Brian Hartline to Jaden Ballard about that. And then Devin Jordan, after that drill was over, went over and they, they were working on it and the hand placement and, and get off and all that stuff. And I, I think that that's, that there's more that I think Ohio State wants from Jaden Ballard. I think they see the potential for him to be, we've talked about the speed and some of the ball skills he flashed in spring. And then it was like out of sight, out of mind for most of the year, but there's still something there that I think Ohio State is trying to bring out. And they, and he's going to play in this game. Like, when we talk about Carnell and Brandon Ennis, like, they're not going to play every single rep compared to somebody who's been in the program for three years. I, I think like that position in, in particular is one where like when you're like, an, a guy like Jaden Ballard who's now in his third season, like you have to show something in this game, I think. Like, it, not to put too much on it, but it does feel like sort of like a make-or-break moment. There will be opportunities for him, I agree with you, and he has to take advantage of them you know, as best as he possibly can because – Everyone's talking up a big game about Carnell Tate, and I think he's earned that. Obviously, there's a lot of talent coming in in this new recruiting class and, and other guys in Carnell Tate's class as well. Like it's, it's a crowded room. It's the way that Brian Hartline builds it, and I don't think you can be an older guy who takes three, four years to kind of find your stride. I just, I don't think you can survive in that room. So, Jaden Bowden, I think, does need to show out here, and I also think too, like he's suddenly, like he's always been an older guy, but like Marv's not practicing, so like. Jaden Ballard is now on the level, I think, of Emeka Ibuka and Xavier Johnson as, as guys who have to kind of like set the example in that room. So if you like slip up even the slightest bit, I think I think Brian Hartline and Devin Jordan both probably going to get on you because you want to enforce good habits. I think you also have to appreciate that he probably recognizes the value of this moment. A lot of guys have already left the program and he probably sees maybe some of the writing on the wall if this doesn't go the way that it needs to for him. But he's still here. And, I mean, it seems like he's at least committed to being here through the spring by playing in this game. So, I think it says something about Jaden. And I, he's a freaky athlete, man. Like, he, yeah. he's, a t he's a different type of player athletically than maybe any other receiver out there except for Carnell Tate. So, you, you have an opportunity if you're Jaden Ballard to, to flash. Maybe they give him the ball on special teams. He was had moments in the punt return game this year where he was at least willing to take some chances back there. And you could see that that flash of, of dynam dynamicism mm -hmm. out of him that you're like, boy, that, if you can just add that to the to the offense and give them a little bit of help from special teams, then maybe that's where it is. I mean, he's he's definitely 
a different type of athlete than some of these other guys, but it just hasn't all clicked. I do, I do wonder, like, the thing that Devin Brown does the best is, like, throw the deep ball 40 yards down the field near the sideline, and I think that's probably what Jaden Ballard does best. So may, maybe this is, you know, s- some things kind of syncing up for Jaden yeah, Ballard. People have been waiting game. for that, that uh, yeah. you know, Devin, uh, Devin Smith Devin thing Smith. to, like, yeah. evolve. Maybe <laughs> this is the opportunity for it to do it. Yeah, it, the opportunity will be there. It's a big stage for him, and, and Ohio State's going to need that. As we've talked about, you know, the, the shifting sands there a little bit at wide receiver without Marvin and with Julian Fleming in the transfer portal. Um, situation, we'll see. Travion Henderson is going to uh, talk later on on Wednesday. We'll see what is on his mind about the NFL draft decision. Watching that running back room right now, as depleted as it is with Mayan Williams gone, uh, you know, with Chip Trainum at Kentucky, it's, it's wild just to see two scholarship running backs in Travion and, and Dallin Hayden running those drills. But there was a, li- a glimpse at the future there, Berm. So yeah, James Peoples made the drive up from San Antonio to be here and watch. And you got to figure a kid like that is like looking at this going, holy crap, is this all <laughs> this looks there? great. <laughs> so, I mean, they're probably salivating at that, knowing that there's only two signees at tailback. It's the same thing Jelani Thurman did a year ago when they were in Atlanta. It's like, oh, you're close by. Come, come check out what we do. And it, those moments, they feel like they shouldn't mean that much, but they do. I mean, it, it's a chance to see how Ohio State runs in this uh, in this moment, and that's big for James Peoples. Good-looking kid. I mean, I'm the first time you guys probably seen him. Like, yeah, bigger than I thought. He, yeah. he's, he definitely has that J.K. Dobbins body type that you look at, but he's taller. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do. I felt like it was going to be too obvious for me to say that. Oh, he's a, a Texas running back. He's built a, a little bit. It is too obvious, but it's also too <laughs> apropos to ignore. Yeah, so uh, a good opportunity for him. I, you know, I, I don't think running back with the way it's sort of been devalued in the NFL draft and you can use multiple guys at the college ranks. Like it doesn't leap immediately to mind, but it's such a key part of what Ohio State does. So when you're thinking about both Friday night, the workload for Travion, Dallin Hayden, and then into 2024, if you know, no matter what Henderson decides, like there's somebody's going to have to step in and, and take some of those uh, carries because Chip Trainum was a, a very useful yep. and versatile role in that offense. That's, I don't, that may have been one of the more impactful departures that Ohio State had, and it really changes the the landscape of that that entire room. Is James Peoples enrolling early? Yes, he is. Is Sam Williams Dixon enrolling yes. early? Yeah, I mean that they, they need it because like watching them go through a practice and seeing them only have to go run three running backs through the line before you see a scout team jersey, <laughs> it's not a great position to be in if you're Ohio State. And, and as you said, Austin, like like even if Trevion does come back and. Maybe it feels like it's, it's leaning that way. Maybe we'll get, more, we'll get more clarity on that later. He's not a guy who's going to carry the ball like 200 times or 200. Like, I don't, I don't think he should. So I, I think you need to limit those touches, and that is a good opportunity for Dallin Hayden. But you want you want quality depth there, too. We've seen the last couple of years that Ohio State needs quality depth in that room, and it doesn't feel like they're going to go into the transfer portal to find it. Trevor Etienne that was, was the one guy we thought they might look at, and he's going to Georgia now. So it's, it's a big spot for you know a couple of freshmen coming in and what? two weeks from now so yeah. it's a, it'll be one of the more interesting interesting positions i think as we look ahead to 2024 because that those young guys need to get developed quickly berm anything else that caught your eye i spent a little bit of time just watching the offensive line and trying to see if there's anything that's changed there dynamic wise and there it, is it, it just seems like <laughs> matthew jones is going to play center in this game and i guess we'll find out but we talked about why on earth would you do that now unless you're opening the center competition in, in the spring which i i guess is where I'm going. I, I think that that's going to happen between Carson Nisman and Josh Padilla. So, do you think Luke Montgomery could get involved in that at all? 
I don't. Um, I mean, he could. I, I've heard they've been moving him around and letting yeah. him experiment some more at guard. And uh, everyone knows my stance on Luke. Like long term, I think as a center, he would be an elite NFL center. But I don't think that that's in the discussion yet because they, from what I've heard, people just really like Josh Padilla's upside. And so why stick yeah. that? Bill, on Friday night in this building at seven o'clock, if Matthew Jones delivers the first snap of the game. <laughs> What will be your reaction be? Like a bewilderment, I, <laughs> like with a sprinkle of frustration. I think because like I'm not trying to beat a dead horse. Like I, I think people know that I just I thought that they should have entertained the idea coming into the season. It never really seemed like they did in the middle of the season when they got to that bye week. Like I, I even earlier than that, like coming out of the Notre Dame game, I thought they could have reassessed and maybe moved some guys around and gotten to their best five, which I, I think included Matthew Jones playing center and it's a projection because he's never really done it he's played like 30 snaps of center i think in his career so i'm not i'm not trying to get over my skis on that but um it's what i always thought was like the reasonable solution to figure out their best configuration and doing it in this game i don't i don't think would be ohio state admitting that i I really do think it, it was more to help out matthew jones a little bit um but yeah it'd be weird it's a it's a weird time to kind of change things up given what happened this year just not sure that i would understand that as changing the situation that much like one one game or one start at it how much stock is an nfl talent evaluator going to put into that for someone who's played six years of college football and you know done a pretty good job the last two years at guard he could spend any of that time they know that he's taken practice snaps they know he's worked at center you know throughout his time off and on for ohio state on the practice field and if that's the move that they want him to make, we've seen tons of guys go through the process up to the combine or the senior bowl and get the reps there. I, I just, I, I do think it would be an admission that's more related to Carson Hensman than Matthew Jones. And I, I, I can, I'll fully admit if I'm wrong about that, but I, I, I think Berm, I agree with him that this is, it, that opens up the battle. I don't think it helps Matthew Jones as much. I, I think yeah. it is a good excuse to say. This is why we're doing it. Yeah. But I, I don't think that it's real, and, and I don't think it's accurate. I, one other thing, I, Kevin Wilson is here visiting um, Buckeye staff, and the one the first viewing thing we got to see is them coming down to do kickoff, and guys were sort of like lounging down there, and Kevin Wilson ran out and out of the field and said, you should have already had one off by now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, see, this is what they need. They need that guy. Yeah. He was back to his old self. So uh, I, I just think that it's – it's been a weird couple of days of just we haven't spent a lot of time around the team, which in previous bowl situations we see them more often. Like yep, there's yeah. there's events we do, and so I don't know if the energy is low. I mean, I, I know that it's Wednesday morning, and I don't think people are like really amped up for this game yet. But I think they will be by Friday because they're competitors. Enough for that. Well, I mean, they there's only so much special teams work that can get you fired <laughs> up on a Wednesday morning, and that was what the theme of the day. It was it was a Parker Fleming specialty in here uh, on Snap Judgments, which are brought to you by Buyers Auto. Looking for a new or used car, please choose Buyers Auto. That's Bill Landis and Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. We appreciate you joining us. We'll be back again with the podcast daily on Thursday morning.